Hello, my name is Hilary Alexander, and I'm working with Debenhams to put the spotlight on its amazing portfolio of designers. Back in 1996, Debenhams was the first high street name to introduce a designer collection. And over the last three decades, the lineup has grown to include more than a dozen of Britain's best designers, including Richard Quinn, Studio by Preen, Savannah Miller, Henry Holland, and Matthew Williamson. Today we're talking to Jenny Packham, who is this year celebrating 30 years in the fashion business. Hi there, Jenny. Hello. It seems amazing, 30 years, does it to you? Mm. It feels like a long time, and then a very, it's gone very, very quickly as well. Because I think the nature of fashion is you just go from jump from one season to another, mm. and before you know it, you're you know, a year on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's wonderful, really. It's really fantastic. Um, you went to um, the Southampton Solent University and then on to um, St. Martin's, Central St. Martin's. Did you think at the time then that your game plan was to open a kind of global fashion business? Was that? Uh, maybe not a global fashion business. Mm. I, I think I always wanted my own business. Um, and I remember being at St. Martin's and they, they asked everybody, you know, who was thinking about having their own business. And I think I was the only one to put my arm up. And I was quite shocked, actually, because <laughs> I just thought everybody wants their own label. Yeah. Um, but I was quite, um, yeah, very determined about it to the point that I, I didn't actually really work for anybody else at all. Mm. We set up our business very, very soon after graduating. And what did you do about sort of um, business advice or financial sort of advisors or investment? How did you go about that sort of side of it? Well, we started working... When you the, say we, you mean your husband? Yes. yes. Um, we He actually studied sculpture at Central. Um, and I studied, obviously, fashion and textiles at mm. St. Martin's. So we kind of knew each other and got together actually after college. He'd been working on uh, pop videos and I was doing the costumes for them. And then oh, got, any interesting groups? Or? Um, it was um, at the time that um, Stock Aitman and Waterman right. uh, were um, getting their sort of, it was the sort of Rick Astley time, so they got their sort of, they were getting people that worked in the building, like, you know, the, 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 he was the tea boy, I think. Yeah. And we did a video for somebody else who was the doorman. <laughs> <laughs> so there was, it's quite a different ones. I can't remember them um, completely. You didn't end up obscure. making those gold hot pants for Kylie, did you? No, I didn't, no. <laughs> Um, but, um, I mean, I, I, thinking back, I, I'm, I'm sort of quite proud of us, really. We, we just got a studio under the Westway. Mm. Um, we didn't actually quite know what we were going to do in it, but we knew we wanted to do something creative and um, we wanted to work together. And I think possibly secretly I was just sort of um, getting my sort of finance director in. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about around about 1988, 1989 mm -hmm. at this mm -hmm. point. But we... Um, in the area that we were in, which was, which was at the end of Portobello Road, mm. um, there were quite there was a sort of centre for helping businesses in the area. So we actually had quite a lot of assistance. Um, we went on some courses, and also we worked with the Princess Youth Trust. Right, um, they gave us a small loan at that time. So I th I think we felt sort of you know for a very very small company we had support. I think when it gets difficult is when you get to the next stage where you've got orders mm. <laughs> and then you have to sort of change the way that you're doing things. Now, right from the beginning, I think you specialised or you made your kind of mark as a designer who liked things that are really glamorous and very feminine and quite romantic, but they never look sort of um, too much like fancy dress. They mm. always look wonderful. 
Well, I think, I don't know why, that's always what I've wanted to design. Um, you know, obviously looking back to those early dresses, they were quite different. But I think the sort of, the uh, the idea is still there. Mm. Um I never really want to dress women up. I, I feel like they sh- what they what they wear should just make them feel very comfortable and confident. But also, secretly, I want them to walk in the room and feel like they're the best dressed person million there. Million dollars. <laughs> feel like a princess. Feel like a million dollars, yes. <laughs> now, where did you start manufacturing? Uh, we worked um, in London. First of all, obviously, I was doing the manufacturing, so I would cut the dresses and make the dresses. Um, and then we started working with small units around London. Mm-hmm. And now that you know it's it's much bigger. Are you doing the beading and embroidery overseas, or well, there's there's no choice actually. Mm. You cannot get that kind of work here anymore. So we work um, probably a sort of uh, between China, fifty uh, percent, and India. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's lovely is they both got sort of different handwriting. In China, it's the women that do the beading. In in and India, it's, it's the men, it's and the, the guys, boys, yes. and the women are running the factories. Um, so you get a very, very different thing, and I that that, that balance suits me very well. Mm. Now, after the sort of early sort of success in London, you decided quite early on to show at New York Fashion Week. Why was that? We did actually show here for. Um, hang on, we we started showing in two thousand. Mm. Um, we showed here for eight, nine years. Right. Um, and then we wanted to expand into the American market. So we thought the best thing is to go there and show there. Right. Um, we were very sort of warmly received. Um, and we've had, yeah, uh, we've had sort of 16 to 17 fashion shows there now. And we also took the bridal there. Mm-hmm. Um, and in doing so, we have really built up the American market. Now, the collection or the name Jenny Packham now stands for, I mean, there's everything, isn't it? There's this children's, uh, well, ch- bridesmaids wear and yeah. jewellery, lingerie, wedding dresses, evening wear. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a fantastic kind of range. Mm. Well, I think around that sort of special occasion, mm. whether it's lingerie or, uh, you know, say bridesmaids or shoes, um, obviously there's, you know, there's a lot of uh, items. So I very much enjoy the collaborations that we've got. I think as I've got older and I've been in the business for longer. Um, I think I love to do the sort of, you know, as with Debenhams, you know, you go in, you you put your the best of your experience mm. in and, um, you know, work with other teams. And I, I, I find that very satisfying. Now, you talk of Debenhams, and which is the reason we're sitting here today. <laughs> what was it that made you um, decide to go into, you know, this partnership, if you like, with Debenhams? Well, it was six years ago. Um, I felt the the UK market for us is is predominantly Harrods, which is one of our biggest customers. Yeah. Um, we have Selfridges as well, and then our own shop in Mount Street. Mm-hmm. So we want to, we sort of thought, well, we're based here. You know, we know people love the brands, so we wanted to sort of do something to sort of get more people. Um, and I can't actually remember who approached who actually, mm. um, but I've I've enjoyed it very much, and I I love doing something that uh, more people can access. Right. And how do, how does the design process work? Do you sort of basically take bestsellers from your own label ready-to-wear range? Or? Well, generally when I come into Debenhams, they would have maybe taken the last couple of collections and put together mood boards with mm-hmm. them and put together colours. So they're working, you know, quite intently to get the brand kind of look. Um and then I sit down and we go through the colours. I go through shapes that have maybe been um, maybe sort of 
uh, trending that season. Right. Um, they tell me what they've sold. Um, and we weekly, we know what we've sold in Debenhams. Um, so it's sort of building up a picture and building on the collections and then bringing in something new to, to each group. Yeah. But it is very much, I think, for me, because um, this is a license, so, yeah. you know, you obviously give someone the ability to use your name. I think the ones for me um, that are most successful are the ones where you're fully engaged and the integrity mm. from the designer is is there. Um, I think sometimes when we first started doing some of these um, sort of collaborations, I sort of thought, OK, you know, they've got the name. Let's wait and see what they bring. Um, and I just... I've always wanted to sort of get in there and get my hands on it. Right. But with the respect that, you know, there's a there's a very proficient team there. Right. And obviously, Devonhams take care of all the manufacturing, which yes, I guess and to sort me, of that's one of the worry about. Yeah. wonderful things. I mean, obviously, getting the design right. But I have to say, with Devonhams, I, I never, ever have to look at a single bit of production because I think the quality is, is fantastic for the high street. And mm. I think what they can achieve is... Um, for the prices is is wonderful. <laughs> how many collections do you do sort of a year then for Debenhams? How how does it work? Oh, no, that's the confusing bit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, I think it's like four drops a year. Right. Yeah. How would you divide it up? Is it well, sort two, of half two, evening and half special occasion? or? Um, well, I think what we're doing now is also getting uh, more sort of cocktail and separates into the collection as well. I think people are becoming a little bit more sort of adventurous with what mm -hmm. they wear in the evening. It doesn't have to be a formal piece, so they will sort of... And I think they want a bit more versatility and longevity from the style. So if they've got trousers with a sort of beaded top, then they can, you know, change it around next time. Right. And you've got the most fantastic um, kind of lineup of celebrity clients. I think it's amazing. I'm just reading out here. You've got Christina Hendricks, Lauren Conrad... Anna Kendrick and Dieter von Tees, I mean, just for starters. Mm. How, how does this um, sort of celebrity arrangement work? Do they kind of contact you or their stylists or...? Um, different ways. We mm. work with a, a, an agency in L.A., so they have um, some of the collection most of the time. So they're just sort of doing their own thing, sending out for fittings. Um, what I love to do, though, is is bespoke pieces. Mm. Um, so that, along, uh, that, again, that can be done sort of long distance or if I'm very fortunate, um, for example, we worked with Kate Winslet when she came to do the Titanic 3D oh, premiere. Oh, wow, yeah. And we made that dress in about three days because something else, another dress had gone wrong for her. So um, we literally started it, and every day I was seeing her fitting it, doing it, and seeing her sort of just transform into sort of red carpet Kate, yes. um, which was amazing. So that's that, for me, is the best thing. But I also like it when I wake up in the morning and I see someone's just worn something and I didn't know about it. How does it, I mean, do you see it on social media or in the newspapers or how does it happen normally? Yeah, I mean, usually, I mean, if it's in LA, but when you wake up, you've seen it because yeah. you were asleep when it happened. And it'll be um, on Instagram or... Yeah, and I always feel very, very sort of fortunate when it happens. I never, you know, when I hear that somebody's possibly going to wear something, you know, and they may have had all the fittings and all the, you know, ready to wear it. But I still, after sort of years of being disappointed, I, I still know that it's, you know, at the end of the day, which I think is kind of wonderful that a woman will stand there and, you know, however much she may be being paid or however much <laughs> she's sort of, you know, however many fittings she's had, she will stand there and think, no, oh, I like this one. Yeah. So you just have to wait and see, really. Yeah. But nice feeling. Yeah. It's the icing on the cake. Now, you've also been lucky enough to work on quite a few movies, including um, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, and that was with Emma Watson, 
and two James Bonds, Die Another Day and Casino Royale. How, how was that? Well, it was great. The The first one, which was Die Another Day, was um, Rosamund Pike. And we made a beautiful dress with all these sort of icy crystals because she was in the ice hotel. Right. It was a scene. And so obviously she, she appears and it's like, oh, there's the dress. And then it fell to the floor within sort of two seconds. <laughs> this was <laughs> a bedroom scene, yes, was it? <laughs> yes, obviously. And then, uh, so the next film, I'm not sure if it was the next one, but it was Casino Royale and they asked us to make a dress for Caterina Marino. And... Um, and if you'll notice, she she actually dies in it, but it's all strapped up the back, <laughs> and they they said they couldn't get it off anyway. So, um, but that dress, um, we we still get orders on. Really? Yeah. It and the Rosamund sexy dress. the Rosamund Pike one, when it all fell to the ground, was yeah. it ruined or did the beads all shatter or what happened? No, I think it was fine. I'm not sure we saw it again. But <laughs> yeah. Do you enjoy working on movies? Well, for different reasons. I mean, I I think when you're sat. In the cinema and your name comes up at the end of a Bond film, that's an enormous sort of, you know, it's a nice little moment, really. Yeah. Um, and then obviously with the Harry Potter, my, my kids are actually quite young then. So I got to go both times. I took one each time. I think we did two films um, up to up to the studios, um, which was oh, amazing. Wonderful. Met little Harry. <laughs> yeah. Or your children must have loved it. Yeah, no, that was quite a good moment. Yeah. And you've also worked with uh, Patricia Field oh, yeah. and Sex and the City. Yeah. Who were you dressing for that? Um, well, I think we did um, Kim Cattrall in the movie. Mm. Um, and then actually, we asked Patricia Field to style one of our shows that we were having in Milan. Right. Um, and that was that was a lot of fun because <laughs> she's quite outrageous and she had some great ideas. But it was interesting working with, um, I think, a sort of fashion stylist who generally does, you know, magazines and works with you on the the show. Right. Um, very different to say someone who works in film. Right. Um, so. I think she brought something quite special to it, actually. <laughs> quite different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did have to edit it a little bit. <laughs> and also you were the subject um, of in, in Gossip Girl. Mm. How, how did this come about? Um, again, I, I haven't got a great memory. I can't quite remember how. I, it was a very fortunate event because we were just going into the American market. And Neiman Marcus, um, we'd met for an appointment and they kept coming to see the collection and not quite taking it. And her parting comment was, oh, if you can get on Gossip Girl, we'll take you. And then about a month later, I got approached to actually go and be in the program because they wanted to put on a Jenny Packham fashion show during one of the, you know, obviously episodes. Um, Unfortunately, I couldn't go because they they had contracts and things. But the whole program was a Jenny Packham fashion show and they were all walking about in our dresses. And we did have to ring her and say, "Okay, (laughs) come on, give us an order. (laughs) And Liz Hurley was in that too, was she? Yes, yes, she was um, good. Well, obviously, I did one of her wedding dresses. So we kind of uh, worked with her before. When you look back over 30 years, um, Jenny, do you think your style has changed very much? Or I think it's it developed. I, yeah. I think it's developed. and um, But I think, I think I have a kind of a natural point where um, I think, especially for shows, we have a lot of fun doing pieces that we know we're not really going to sell. They're mm-hmm. just sort of more press pieces. Um, very much enjoy those. But I'm quite a commercial designer. I want to sell dresses. That's what I do. This is my my business. Um, I employ people. Mm -hmm. So when I design a dress, I am wanting people to wear it. So I think I don't deviate too much from silhouettes that 
the majority work. of women want to wear. Mm. And I suppose I'd like to think that my experience sort of gives me a sort of um, a knowledge of, you know, how lots of different women, lots of different shapes, cultures. I mean, we sell all over the world, so I have mm -hmm. to think about... You know, the Middle East want colour and long sleeves, and I've got sort of South of France that want it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> hardly down wear to anything. <laughs> so, um, you know, whilst I'm designing, obviously I, I get the collection, I put sort of, you know, different areas for different markets. And it is difficult to please everyone. But I think the thing that's um, the criteria generally mm. is that, you know, women want to look... Um, Fabulous. Fabulous, mm. yeah. When, where does your inspiration come from? Do you sort of think of a book or a movie or a photograph or it could be a landscape or somewhere you've been? How does it sort of Well, I, I think you've said it really. I, I think every season to me that's the fun bit, you mm -hmm. know, where does the inspiration come from? And also, is it the right inspiration? Because you can go see an exhibition on Japanese art and think, oh, I was going to do the whole collection very Japanese. And then you sort of say, but is Japanese sort of right at the moment? Is that fit in? Mm. Is that what women want? So um, I think it is about, for me, it's very easy to find the inspiration. I think you can go anywhere with it. Um, but it's kind of which one you pick and also making sure that your team also find it inspiring. Right. Because if they don't find it inspiring, then, you know, just be you yeah. going on about <laughs> it. Um, do, do you have a kind of heroine sort of in your mind when, you know, are you thinking of, I don't know, a style icon or a we did a, fantasy figure? We did a lovely collection um, a few years ago. Um, I'd been to see... Um, uh, I'd been to Vienna and gone to Peggy Guggenheim's gallery mm. there. And I was looking at Peggy because she had quite a great style as yes. well. Um, and she'd once put on a, an exhibition um, called 31 Women. And she'd got 31 surrealist women. Frida Kahlo was one of them at the time. And I thought, OK... It's about the size of a collection. Right, 31. <laughs> yeah, so let's pick 31 women. So we all kind of picked the women. They could be dead or alive or, yeah. you know, people we wanted to dress but haven't. Um, and it was a whole sort of hotspotch. You know, we had sort of uh, Jean Harlow, Marilyn. Um, we had uh, Dakota Fanning. Oh, uh, you know, fabulous Yeah, idea. and we put together and then we designed for them. Mm. Um, and I, I have to say... I. I thought that was a really nice concept because it wasn't like a sort of overall theme. It was just really thinking about that person, finding out about that person and looking at what they'd worn over the years. Mm. Um, for example, Elizabeth Taylor um, was a wonderful one to see what colours she wore yeah. and what sort of necklines and really sort of get into their style and imagine that you were designing for them. Um, because generally when you're doing the collection, you know, you don't know who's who's going to wear it and where they're going to wear it. Um, but when you do have an opportunity to design sort of directly with somebody, and that was obviously sort of fantasy way of doing it, um, I love that now. I like to know where they're going, mm. what they're doing, how long they're going to spend there, um, and what they want to say. Really. Right. Talking of sort of fantasy women or style icons, is there anyone um, that you haven't dressed but you would absolutely love to? You know, you're kind of top of your wish list. I know it's a peculiar one. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. And I haven't got a chance <laughs> of dressing her. But I love Tilda Swinton. Oh, I think And she would amazing. never wear a Jenny Packham dress. I know that. But... Um, well, I don't know. Look at this jumpsuit. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I get there. Yes. Um, but 
she's just I love that I I sort of personally love that real sort of androgynous sort mm-hmm. of look as well. So yeah, she's just a personal favourite. But it is wonderful when you you get. I mean, I work with Dita Von Teese a lot. We do a lot of her sort of show pieces, personal pieces, and you know I sort of engage with her directly, which is really great. Um, but I'm sort of up for a challenge now. So mm-hmm. you know, if I have to sort of work out how her outfit comes off, you know, um, I'm sort of like. Yeah, let's 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 do that. <laughs> what about Grace and Perry? Now that would be yes, a challenge. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I I, I think um, you know maybe it is after all these years. I, I sort of want something to be a bit kind of uh, challenging. Now, how are you going to mark your thirtieth anniversary? But I've, I'm mixed about thirty years actually. It makes me kind of feel everyone's so excited about it. it makes me feel quite sort of you know like oh thirty is a long time, but. Um, We've got a lot of things um, in the business at the moment that we're working on. We're just sort of going into the Chinese market. Um, we're opening more. We just opened a shop in Beijing last week. Right. Um, we're opening another one before Christmas in Shanghai. So wow. lots of really nice things happening. So I feel that's very celebratory. Do you get to travel a lot? I mean, do you get to go and visit all these places quite regularly? Um, yes. I mean, I obviously, I, I have to travel a lot. Um, and for me, that's, you know, that's actually probably when I get most inspired and I probably do most of my work, actually, mm. sat on planes and getting up early because I can't think of anything else to do. <laughs> and do you have any favourite tips for packing? Because I know it's the bane of um, a lot of women's lives, you know, business trips or yeah. your holidays. What, no, what's your I sort secret? of ricochet between packing too much and not packing enough. Um when I went to China, I decided to try the rolling technique where you roll your clothes. I've heard about this, yeah. This doesn't work. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think so. I know. No. So, I've tried rolling dresses up even in plastic. Yeah. And they still come out looking, you know, like a, yeah. a scrunched up rag. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think choice is essential when you're away because you never quite know how you're going to feel, um, even if it means you just don't wear a lot of things. What does it matter? Now, let's <laughs> talk a little bit about the autumn winter collection mm-hmm. that's coming in at Debenhams. Um, what was the sort of um, thinking behind? Because this plunge neck jumpsuit, mm-hmm. for example, seems quite different to what I normally think of as Jenny Packham. Well, we we actually, jumpsuits have always been very good for us, actually. And I, I think at the moment, it's a lovely alternative for the for the evening. Right. Um, and I think, again, I think people think there's more sort of wearability in it. Um, and I think that um, the halter neck, I know that it seems like it's, it's backless, it's got a halter neck and a plunge front. It really, <laughs> it really shouldn't sell, but it is, you know. And what's the fabric in that one? That's a nice um, crepe back satin. Right. The the first one here, which is a satin wrap-over dress, um, is sort of based on, we've had a, a, a enormous success with wrap-over dresses recently, mm. either completely sequined or um, satin or crepe. And I think, again, it's it's... It's because a lot of women can wear it, right? You know, um, and it's obviously having the long sleeve, you know, I think it's it's, it's a it's, bit more modest. It, yeah, yeah. And I mean, again, I think you know that wrap style. It's a lot of times it's called a kind of robe dress or mm. you know, like a robe. Mm. Well, it's quite understated, and I think you can wear, you know, jewelry. You can do anything to it actually to make it your own. Mm. Now we're very lucky because within the Debenhams collection. You managed to put in quite a few beaded mm. and embroidered numbers. Is there a secret to sort of keeping them or preserving them? If you do, I always worry about hanging them up yeah. in a wardrobe, you know, in case because the sequins might, you know, just get damaged. What? How do you 
protect well, yours? I think, you know, every dress comes with a little bag of sequins. Um, I think I think what a lot of people don't realise, even with, you know, our own collection, and people that really should know, actually, sometimes, um, they are hand-beaded. Mm. Um, there is no sort of, you know, you when I go to the factory, someone is sat there sewing it on by hand. Right. So, you know, when they... They finish a row of sequins, you know. They will they will do a knot, but it is a fragile garment. Mm. So I think, you know, wearing it with care and you know, obviously, sort of fixing sequins will come off sometimes, mm. and you leave a lovely little tray of sparkle <laughs> behind you, Very which dust. is great. Um, and you know, that's a bit of the history of the dress. I mm. think I think it's part of its story. So you know, you can get them sewn back on, but I think. You know, you're not buying a, a spandex sort of, you know, <laughs> T-shirt. It's, <laughs> no. it's something that is delicate and it's been handmade. And therefore, you know, it has to be treated that way. And is it best to sort of store them flat? Um, or hang them, um, you know, I on a hanger with plastic? I hang them up. I mean, yep. I, th- I think to have a padded hanger is the best thing you can mm. do with these dresses. And also, t- if you if you did put a bag over them, just to tie the bag so you're taking the weight off the dress a little mm-hmm. bit at the bottom. But also, yeah, I mean, bearded dresses travel very, very well. So mm. And they don't you crease. Know, no, so folding them up is a good idea. I mean, I've when I bought some vintage dresses, like 1920s, you know, the wonderful beaded ones, and when I first used to, buy them I'd take them back to the studio I remember this lovely pink one I had once and I put it on the dummy and I just went down had a cup of tea talked to some people came back and the whole dress had just ripped and fallen on the floor because you know after a while after a long while yeah the obviously the fabric becomes rotten um so I I do think that generally it must I mean, have been a bit like that scene in I James felt Bond. Dreadful, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit. Yeah, like where's it gone? <laughs> but I felt dreadful because you know this dress had survived so long, mm. and within ten minutes I'd sort of obviously I'd been sold it all, sort of folded up. Yeah. Um, but no, I never I never hang those up. But I do think um, if it's a heavy bearded dresses, I definitely fold it up. But a lot of these are just much lighter um, and more sort of sequiny, so they should be more durable. Lovely. I can't yeah. wait to see them in the store. Yeah. So, Jenny, with the 30-year celebrations, um, part of that is coming back to London Fashion Week, and I gather you've got quite a special presentation planned. Yeah, I mean, we really wanted to come back here for the 30th anniversary. Um, and the last couple of seasons, we've, um, instead of having a fashion show, we've done a, a, a campaign shoot because we all need more assets now. <laughs> right. This was um, in New York, was it? Or? Yes, that's yeah. right. Uh, it also gives me an opportunity to get to to know the people that come to see the collection, the press and the buyers, because quite often I come out at the end of the fashion show and everybody's gone. Mm. So um, a much more sort of intimate sort of presentation. So we're having this in our shop um, and we're going to have models and mannequins and sort of have a beautiful event there. The first day will be for press and buyers. And then the second day, we would really like to have it open to the public. Wow, that'll be um, amazing. Yeah, I mean, when we celebrated the 25 years, we um, worked with the V&A to do the Fashion in Motion. So we had four fashion shows in one day. Um, and it was just really lovely to invite the public to come and see a fashion show um, because the enthusiasm was so nice <laughs> um, and really uplifting. So we'd just like to open our doors of the shop and sort of let some of our sort of customers and anyone who's interested come. You may need to do four or six in a day, I think, to accommodate (laughs) everyone, Jenny. Yeah. Now, what do you think, looking ahead, for the next, say, 10, 20, 30 years of Jenny Packham? Have you got... (laughs) We've heard about, you know, plans for new shops, you know, in in China Mm. and... Mm. Where was the other China? and Shanghai and and Beijing. Beijing. 
Um, what else would you like to do with the Jenny Packham brand? I'd like to see it carry on without me, actually, one day. I mean, you say you say 30 years. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm still going to be there. Um, and I just sort of think, you know, after 30 years of building up this brand and the history that it has now, um, I never want that day when I pack up my work. I want it to just carry on without me. So I think, obviously, I want to... Um, especially get the retail going. We love having the retail, sort of having our own environments um, and just keep sort of... Matthew and I are very sort of organic with the business. You know, I think we've... I think you kind of... We wait for things to come to us a bit. So um, I think we want to perhaps sort of speed up the process a bit now (laughs) and open more retail and work with more partners and definitely have more sort of collaborations like this um, and see where it goes. And what about um, your own wardrobe? Do you have a favourite Jenny Packham dress? Um, One that's got happy memories or... Well, at the moment I have, I I got married three years ago, two years ago or something. Um, And I have uh, my wedding dress, which was probably the most challenging dress I've ever designed. Why? Well, because I don't design for myself at Mm. all. I'm, I'm sort of, you know, I'm always thinking about other people. And suddenly I had to sort of think, oh... This is a very special dress, and what am I going to wear? Um, and uh, what it was, was it like? Well, it was interesting because what I, 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 looking back now, what I did was I, I did something perhaps I can't do with the dresses that we design, which is I, I chose a very expensive one, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a beautiful pure lace from Austria. Um, and I, I love those fabrics. I mean, the, the, what goes into making a lace is extraordinary. And your pure lace yeah, is very quite heavy, sort isn't of it? heavy. And what we did was we put the whole dress together by hand by just sort of slotting in the pattern. So there were no seams at all. So it was kind of molded. So I felt that was very special. Um, and and maybe nobody like? else did in the room because <laughs> they didn't know what went into it. But um, for me, it was just kind of, you know, um, doing something that I couldn't normally do. Was it high necked or high neck? Yeah. Uh, long sleeves. Um, I must admit to having a slight issue with my age. You know, I was, you know, fifty-one, getting married. Um, and you know, I know it's funny, but I no, it was okay to get married. It was like, what was I going to wear? I couldn't exactly <laughs> see me wearing one of our oh, long white? white dresses. No, it was a lovely sort of grey, light grey, right. sort of colour, dove, dove bluish. Um, so it was a kind of a three-quarter length one. But uh, yeah, no. That was a so I've got that in my wardrobe. Unfortunately, most of the other dresses that I've worn somehow work themselves back and sell. So I have I have hardly anything of my own <laughs> in my own wardrobe. It's sort of scattered around the studio somewhere because I look at it in the wardrobe, think, oh, that's a nice bit on there. I'll take that back in and and do that, and then it disappears. Well, you've got plenty to choose from from yes, the new collection yeah. at Daffodums. Yeah, Jenny, thank you very very much. Thank you.